0: Thank you, Pastor. All right, turn to the book of Exodus tonight, Exodus chapter 33. And uh, good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And uh, I publicly want to thank the good Lord for uh, rescuing me and changing my life tonight. And he has been good to me. I thought about uh, how that I've been on the road uh, for 24 years. He's allowed me uh, to preach thousands and thousands of times give me the opportunity. Me, uh, a little young boy that was raised in a drunkard's home, uh, living above a bar and should be in hell tonight. But he gave me the opportunity to travel across this country. And uh, I'm talking about me. I'm talking about just little old me that he's given me that opportunity. And I bless his holy name tonight. He has been so good to me. He's been good to me. He may, You may not think he's been good to you, but he's been good to me. I, I want to bless his name tonight because he has been good to me. I thank God he saved me. Hallelujah. I'm glad, hallelujah, what he's been to me. Amen. He's the best thing I've ever seen. Hallelujah. He's the best thing I've ever done. I say glory to God. I'm glad to be in church, I'm glad what he's done for me. Hallelujah. I'm a telling you, uh, it's been on my soul. I say, Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. I say, Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. By the way, it's good to be home. Amen. Hallelujah. Hmm. That's been a building up in my soul. Hallelujah. He's been good to me. Been good to me. Be good to me. Hallelujah. I got a little old thought tonight. What the Lord laid on my heart. Look at verse 11, chapter 33. He said, he said, And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again unto the camp. But a servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man departed not out of the tabernacle. If the Lord will help me, I want to preach on the benefits of dwelling in the tabernacle. Oh, Moses... He had to go somewhere. But old Joshua said, if it'd be all right with you, I think I'll just stay in the tabernacle. I thought about maybe uh, there's some things that kind of drew his interest in the tabernacle. I thought about maybe that ark. That ark, that that lid of that ark was the mercy seat. I thought maybe, preacher, that that mercy, that intercession might have grabbed his attention. We heard the sister talk about how that she could have been in jail and died and went to hell. But the mercy of God, you know why I like to come to church? Because I'm reminded, brother David, of the mercy of God. I'm reminded, hallelujah, that I was on my way to hell and he came by and he rescued me and he changed my life. And I'm reminded of the mercy of God. Hallelujah. I'm reminded by these young boys who's never got out in sin, and the mercy of God has rescued them and gave them an opportunity. Are you hearing me, friend? Thank God to come to church and think about the mercy of God. Amen. Hallelujah. That art, there's three things. Number one, I I thought about uh, that word of God. That represents the instructions that I get when I come to the house of God. Brother David, thank God for preaching. Yes. Aren't you glad we got a preacher? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. You know, I don't have to drop my head when I tell people where to go to church. Yes. Amen. Yes. I don't have to say, well, yeah, you know, my pastor, he, he, don't, he don't preach that word. Hey, you know what? I'm not ashamed of the man of God. I know he preaches the Bible. Amen. Matter of fact, some of them probably where I go couldn't come here because they couldn't take the preaching. Amen. Oh, yeah. Oh, listen, you ought to thank God that we have a preacher amen I thank God uh, for the instruction that I get from the house of God if the man of God is preaching to us we ought to listen Uh, I tell you what has bothered me uh, this past year as I go from church to church is the people of God they're not listening God is still calling he's still working but we're not listening amen thank God for preaching you know what young men that'll keep you, Brother brother Hayden, you know what'll keep you out of sin, help you, is good old-fashioned preaching. If you fellas will pay attention when the man of God is preaching, I'm telling you, it will work. That word of God, it will work. I thank God, Brother Brett, for the preaching. I thank God for a little old preacher whose name was Joe Williams. I thank God uh, for that leather long, Holy Ghost filled preacher. I uh, was just a teenage boy, but I'm telling you, he's against everything. He preached a house down and he's full of God and he loved me uh, and he preached to me. Uh, and thank God, uh, all these years later, I still have have a foundation in my soul because of a man of God who took that word of God amen. and he read back and he preached to me. I thank God for old-fashioned, Holy amen. Ghost-filled preaching. Amen. I'm telling you, friend, amen. it still really works, amen. amen. We live in a day where men are afraid today but it still works, hallelujah. Amen. 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 Instruction. Number two, that pot of manna represented the memories of God, invoking the memories of God. You say, what do you mean by that? Here's what he said. That pot of manna was to be a witness. He said, I want you to tell your children how that I took care of them in the wilderness. And then I want them to tell their children and then I want their children to tell their children how did I uh, supplies uh, ever need uh, you know I can tell you young men I'll tell you that if you'll honor him and you'll read that Bible and you'll walk with him he will take care of you I uh, thank God I've never sat in the dark because I couldn't pay my power bill I've never sat on the side of the road because I didn't have any money to put in the gas tank uh, you hear me I've never went to bed hungry because I didn't have any food in the cupboard. I'm telling you, out of all of these years, he has been good to me. Matter of fact, he's been much better to me than I deserve tonight. And he's been better to me than I've been to him. I say bless his holy name. Hallelujah. You know what coming to the house of God does? It reminds me how good God's been to me. Amen hallelujah when I think about the song they sung about how rotten we are (laughs) how much we think that we are better than we are we really think a lot about ourselves we really do but he has to work on us every day every day there'll be days that I'm doing good And I think, you know what, I'm going to make it through the day. And then someone would pull out in front of me, slam on the brakes, and there, and man, before you know it, I want to run him over. Amen. I mean, I don't know how it happens that fast. But you know what? That's what I'm made out of. And he's got to work on me. Hey, but I'm glad that he works on me. Amen. Right. Hey, I'm glad. I thank God uh, that he cares enough about us. Uh, I love him tonight. I just love him tonight. I'm telling you what, uh, uh, last month, I uh, was my spiritual birthday of uh, being saved for 45 years and I'm glad uh, to be saved and washed in the blood. I hope I never get over it. I hope I never uh, get to the point where it don't excite my soul uh, to be in the house of God and to thank God and praise Him for what He's done for me. Amen. Some of y'all it may have been a while since you've shouted a little bit. Don't do it at a ball game and not come here and do it. Amen. Oh yeah, that'll normally get us about a time or two. Amen. (laughs) Invoke the memories of the blessing of God. That rod, the third item in that ark represented the importance of the man of God. Brother Grant, do you know that there's a lot of pulpits that are filled across this land with men that are not anointed? You hear me? There's a lot of churches and people get tired of coming and sitting in dead churches. You ought to thank God that our pastor gets along with the Holy Ghost and he gets in a book and he comes here on Sunday morning with a message in his heart that he has spent time before God. I'm telling you, the house of God reminds me of the importance of the man of God. Brother George, this crowd will tell you, I listen to them on the radio and the television. How come they don't call them when they need uh, some help? Amen? How come uh, they send them their money, uh, but when it comes time to need some help, how come they always go down the church house where they know there's a man of God uh, that'll help them I say hallelujah uh, for the man of God I'm glad I'm so glad uh, that God put me in this place uh, and that my pastor is brother Ricky Gravely I'm so glad that I have a man of God that'll preach the word of God and that loves Jesus I'm glad uh, for a man of God who loves to worship amen who promotes worship who promotes uh, Jesus Christ he don't promote himself he don't Promote anybody else, but it promotes him. And you know what the Lord said? You promote me, and I'll show up. Amen. Amen. I'm glad. Hallelujah! For a preacher that makes much of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah! I give you these four things. We'll go to the house. Number one, he became a man of faith. You know what help dwelling in the house of God do? It'll help you become a man of faith. Numbers chapter fourteen. He said that God, if he delights in us, he will give us this land. He said God will. You know what he had faith in? He had faith in God's delight. Do you know that God, and I, Brother Gravely, the young families that I see across the land, I told Patty on the way over here tonight, they're preoccupied. They're preoccupied with this world. If they would understand, Brother Lanny, that they would let him, give him his delight. Give it to them. If they'll honor Him and obey Him and try to walk with Him and not be filled with the world and not be filled with its entertainment and its music but they'd be willing to obey Him. He would give them the best that He has. Amen. God will give you the best that He has if you'll just trust Him and serve Him. Amen. But I'm telling you, the churches that I'm going in are getting smaller and smaller. I preached a meeting this week. I closed it out Friday night. Used to be 50 there. We had 25 every night, Cut in half. You know why? Because we're preoccupied. We have not let him give us his delight. He had faith in his delight. Number two, he had faith in his deliverance. He said, God will. But clarity, if we come to the house of God, it builds our faith to believe that God will. God will. Thank God I'm telling you, God will. He will deliver. He will take care of it. He will give you the victory. Hallelujah. He will. And you get more faith if you come faithfully to the house of the Lord. Amen. He became a man of faith. Number two, he became a man of fortitude. That's a good fancy word for guts. Joshua chapter two through six. There's four things there that he got the guts to do. Number one, chapter two, he began to force the hand of the enemy. He wasn't running from the devil or the enemy. He was chasing them. You know what? People... Pastor, they listen to the devil too much. I mean, boy, the devil can say, you ought to just stay home tonight. And you know what they do? They just stay home that night. You really really shouldn't give that much money down there. No, you really shouldn't do that. And you know what you do? You listen to him. You ought not be listening to him. You ought to have uh, enough guts uh, to force the hand of the enemy. Instead of letting him chase you, you ought to chase him away. Amen? You ought to plead the blood and tell that old devil go back where he came from and you're going to do what God told you to do, Amen. That's right. That's good. He dwelling in the tabernacle gave him the fortitude, Amen. And I'm going to tear this thing up before it's over with. Gave him the fortitude uh, to force the hand of the enemy, chapter three and four. Number two, he gave him uh, being in the tabernacle gave him the fortitude uh, to go forward. He said, "I've never been this way heretofore." It gave him the the faith. Uh, to step out and trust God. Where's those days at that God's dealing with young men to preach and they're afraid to step out. They're afraid to step out. There's men that they have to cross that line. There there has to be that line that they've got to just trust God. They have to sometimes when you're in that ministry, you got to give up that that public job and you just got to trust God. You know what? That's not easy to do. No, sir. I, I've been living by faith a long time and there's I have to be honest, there's times that my face still wavers. Amen. Yes. i gonna tell you what, when you depend totally upon the Lord, I'm telling you something, but you know what? It's the best life I've ever lived. Yes. I, I, if I had it, I'd live it all over again. He had the fortitude just to go ahead and trust God. You hear me tonight? It might be that maybe somebody here tonight, you're not willing to let go of the paycheck and trust the Lord. I've got news for you, friend. God will take care of you better than uh, your boss ever did. God will take care of you better than anybody ever can. Amen. He will deliver. I'm going to tell you something. I have watched him do it so many times. I can tell you story after story after story. Remember one time I was sitting on the pew and the Lord said, I want you to give five more percent. And I said, Lord, I'll be glad to do that. See, I quit giving Timson a long time ago. Amen. And so that next day, Patty had to go to the doctor. And so we went. And the doctor is a, is a lady, and she she uh, had went to a Southern Baptist f- funeral. And she was a Catholic. And Bud George, they preached on hell, and it scared her half to death. And she said to Patty, when she found out I was a preacher, she said, Can I talk to your husband? I, I want to ask him some questions. You see, the night before, I said, Lord, I'll give you five more percent. And so I... Hey, that was worth being able to give her the gospel. She didn't get saved, but I got to give her the gospel. And when I got done, she said, oh, there'd be no charge. I said, oh, yes, ma'am. I've come prepared to pay. I'm one of them few Baptist preachers that pay their bills. Say amen right there. Amen. How about anyhow? And so uh, the next night, a, a lady came that worked there, and she brought me an envelope. And didn't have an envelope. I thought she done changed her mind and sent me the bill. But it was a bill, all right, but it's a green one. It's a Benjamin Franklin. It's a $100 bill. Hallelujah. And you know what I said? When's the last time you went to the doctor and they paid you for coming? Amen. You can't outgive the Lord. I'm telling you, hey. That Friday night I was heading to Pennsylvania and we had an old motor home at the time and the air conditioning top blew off and the devil said to me, that $100, dollars it ain't going gonna cover it. I said, I'm sure it isn't. And when I got there, I went to find out how one, one of those things cost. But Brian is $250. And so while I was gone, somebody knocked on the door of the camper and said to Patty, I don't know who you all are. All I know is God told me to stop by and give us to you. And you know what it was? It was an envelope with five Benjamin Franklin's. I said mm, like that to the devil. I'm going to tell you friend, if you'll honor him if you'll obey him he'll take care of you. I'm telling you you'll never do without. You may not be able to go eat steak every Friday night but thank God he'll take care of you. He'll supply your need. If you'll honor him he will honor you he will take care of you amen the more you dwell in the tabernacle the more you will have the fortitude to just go ahead and go on number three you'll have the fortitude to face life chapter five there's a circumcision cutting away the things of our old flesh we don't need it gets real quiet when you talk about that amen amen We won't preach on glutton until after Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Cutting away the things. I was preaching on music Sunday night at a church. And uh, there's about five teenage boys. They're all in that 16, 17, maybe even close to 18. And they all got pickup trucks. And it's funny because they're about 25 years old and they're falling apart, and they think they've come off the showroom floor. Praise God. Man, they've decked them up and put lights in them. Man, Look like Christmas lights. Praise God. How they're ready to go. And I said to them boys, while I was a preaching, I said, I wonder if we slipped out there, I wonder what kind of music that we'd find in the radio. And it got real quiet. And then I went out there, brother Grant, after the service. And I inspected, and they had some of them big old speakers. Now, why would a Christian young man need to have a speaker that's about 14 feet long in the back seat of a truck? Amen? You know what he said? He said, I listen to Christian music. And that other fellow said, yeah, sure you do. Amen. I, I doubt very seriously you can rap on what can wash away my sin. Amen? The truth of the matter is those young boys, they'll fight the devil. He'll try his best to put that garbage in your mind and in your heart to draw you away from the Holy Ghost and to draw you away from the house of God. Don't you let him do it. You cut out that garbage in your life that'll hinder you from walking with God. All I know I want to be as close to him as I possibly can. I want to draw nigh to him so he'll draw nigh to me. I want to cut out that garbage out of my life, that's not pleasing unto him, amen amen and you get more fortitude doing that by being in the house of the Lord amen chapter 6 he had the fortitude to fight he just went to battle you know what I'm seeing across the land there's too many people sitting idle they'll come Sunday morning they'll come Sunday night and they'll even come Wednesday but they don't never testify they don't never pass out a gospel track they're never going to get in a the choir they're never going to go on visitation they're just going to be there and we're glad you're here don't misunderstand me but we'd rather you get involved there's a battle out there oh there's a fight I'm going to tell you something when you got saved you know what happened you invaded the territory of the devil but Charles, the Bible said he's the God of this world. And when we got saved, we, we've invaded his territory. And so you know what he's doing? He's a fight every step of the way. He's a fight everything you do and every cause. And some of you, you got tired of fighting. You just quit. You just sit down. You just gave up. I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be a fight hey the more you try to read and walk with God and pray the devil's gonna fight you but I say it's a good fight I'd rather be in the battle serving Jesus I'd rather be in the army of God than anything I know amen hallelujah it's a man of fortitude number three he's a man of fervor the Bible said he was full of the spirit of willingness and then it said he's full of the spirit of wisdom You know what that comes from? The Holy Ghost. That comes from the more you stay faithful in the tabernacle. Oh, Joshua said, you know what? I just want to go to church. Just want to go to church. Sometimes I'll go visit church members with the pastor. Tears will run down their cheeks because they just want to go to church. And they can't go. And you know what? I know that's hard for you to understand as a young person. But one of these days, if Jesus don't come back, you're going to get older too. You better serve him and and be faithful while you have opportunity. Because there may be a day that you can't go. And you'll be the one that they'll be coming to visit and weeping because you want to go. I'll never forget. It was August. And Brother Berman Cape was sitting right there. And I guess it had been about two months that he couldn't go preach. And I was next to him. And it was about Sunday school time. And he looked over at me. The tears beginning to run down his cheeks. He said, Brother Bobby, I want to go preach so bad, yeah. but I can't. I, I want to go. I'm going to tell you something have done something for yes, me. Sir, but... That that dear man of God I think at that time, maybe 88 or 89 years old. And it still was way down inside of him. And he wanted to go, but he couldn't. Couldn't Sometimes I get behind that old wheel and I pull that camper and I get tired of it. I ain't gonna lie to you. Loading and unloading and stopping and picking it up and tearing it down and picking it up. But oh, for the opportunity to be able to preach the holy word of God, to be able to go up and down this country and tell people about Jesus. What a privilege I have had and still have. I bless his holy name. I bless his holy name. We have a privilege to be here tonight. What a privilege to be here. We have a privilege to come back Sunday morning. Not that we have to be here. Oh, what a privilege to be in the tabernacle tonight, to be in the house of God. I say thank God for the church. Amen. Hallelujah. He was a man of fervor. Then can I say lastly, he was a man to finish. He was a man to finish. There's three things, fellas, that he did to finish. Number one, he kept the Lord first in his life. He said, put all the other gods away. Get them out of your way. Number two, he served the Lord. The Bible said in sincerity. He served him fervently with all that he had. He put his heart in it. You know what I see today? I see a lot of people that they've lost heart. They've lost heart. They're going through the motions, brother laddie. They come. They're there. And we want you here. But you've lost heart. He said serve him fully. He said serve him in sincerity. Then he said, number three, serve him factually. He said in truth. Not to be a hypocrite. I don't, brother Jack, I want to be a hypocrite. Now, if we'll be honest, there's a little hypocrisy in all of us. I wish there wasn't, but there is. Oh, listen. We think sometimes, oh, so much about ourselves. But God help us to live factually. I've got two brothers that are lost without God. I've got nieces, nephews, great nieces, nephews. Brother George, I don't want them ever to be able to use me as an excuse. You see, I want to live factual I told dad yesterday I said you know I'm amazed there's a lot of people I know that used to be in the ministry and they're out There's a lot of people I know brother Brian that they're still in but they've went crazy my favorite word they've went bananas they've went bananas and you know what I could be right there. Brother Grant, but by the grace of God, That's it. Yes, sir. I'm still here tonight. That's it, brother. And I bless his holy name. But Dave, I want to I, I want to finish. I don't want to give in, I don't want to give up, and I don't want to give out. Joshua, because he dwelt in the tabernacle, was a man to finish. You know what he said? He said, I don't. Know what y'all are going to do. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We are going to serve the Lord. Pastor Joshua had lived long enough to realize you can't make people do it. If they're going to follow you, they're going to follow you. and They're going to get behind you, and they're going to serve the Lord. But if they choose not to, they can keep running in circles. And Wasting their time and wasting their life. Dwelling in the tabernacle. Let's stand if you would please. Come play us a song. Come play us a song. I don't know what you want to come talk to the Lord about. I just know that's what he laid on my heart. Maybe you want to ask him to help you finish. Joshua was a man to finish. Maybe some of you need to cut some things out of your life. Maybe some things you're viewing. Maybe some things you're listening to. Maybe places you're going. Would you embarrass, be embarrassed if the preacher saw you in some of the places you go? <sighs> hmm? May the Lord help us tonight. What are we singing, our brother? 341. 341, as we are singing, if you need to come talk to the Lord, you come talk to him tonight.